Hey, buddies, fellow Franco fans, it is I, your host, Jason Rudy, from the mighty Desperate Visions Productions, a Sacramento, California-based filmmaking group headed by yours truly. And if you listen weekly, you know we have seven Blu-rays now available for purchase from uh, the Desperate Visions store, online store, or shipped directly from the creator, which is me. And if you want, I can even open them up and autograph them for you for free. No problem doing that. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. If you're interested in picking those up, you can get a hold of me at DesperateVisions at Yahoo.com or FrancoObserver at Yahoo.com. Uh, as you know, we got uh, She Knows Ferratu in post-production, and we're in one of the segments in pre-production for Amityville Aliens, the new Donald Farmer horror anthology. Uh, that's going to be wrapping up in uh, December, and it will be out in 2024. But today we are here to speak of episode 148, film 164, Mari Cookie and the Killer Tarantula in Eight Legs to Love You. Not 30 Ways to Leave Your Lover, but Eight Legs to Love You. USA 1998, alternative titles, Mari Cookie y la Tarantula Asinia. Mari Cookie and the Killer Tarantula, and Eight Legs to Love You, the U.S. alternate DVD cover. Production companies, One Shot Productions, USA, in association with Draculina Scene, USA. Timeline, shooting date, 1998, U.S. video premiere, July 10th, 2001. That's three years later, wow. Um, Spanish video release, 2002. Um, running time, original cut, 85 minutes, the Spanish Velovision DVD, 81 minutes, and the U.S. Sabrosa DVD, which is the one I have, is 75 minutes, 57 seconds. Director, writer, producer, you know who, Jess Franco. Producers, Kevin Collins, Peter J. Javanko, Hugh Gallagher for One Shot Productions, USA, in association with Draculina Scene, Craig Ledbetter, Michael Coughlin, Director of Photography, Raquel Cabrera. Music, Jess Franco, Daniel J. White. Editors in Digital Effects, Juan Jose Villar, Santiago Amoresque, with the collaboration of Centro de Tecnologia de la Imagine, uh, University of Malaga, Spain. Let's see. Uh, he's got a camera assistant, still photographers, electricians, best boy, special effects. Makeup, direct sound, English dialogue, special jewelry for One Shot Productions by Lena Quigley. That's cool. Um, do, 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 do. It's a shit, okay. Actual director of photography is Jess Franco. Uh, cast, Lena Romay plays Mari Cookie slash Tarantula. Michelle Bauer plays Sheriff Marga. Leanna Quigley plays Terry. Amber Newman plays Amy, Terry's daughter. Uh, Anilia Evers plays Queen Vicious. Robert King plays Martin, Maury's husband. Pedro Timbori plays Chuck Morrison. Mavi Tendia let's see, plays Leona Tarantina. And we also have Maria Gomez in it. And Alberto Gonzalez as the chauffeur. Review by Julian Granger. All right. 
the reasonably entertaining, slightly batty little number should really surprise no one familiar with Franco's 70s work for the Lesseurs, Robert E. DeSalle and Erwin Dietrich. After a baffling opening-slash-credit sequence, Maury Cookie begins in classic elite film style with small bunches of extras huddled around tiny tables pretending to be a nightclub audience. And the film starts as it means to continue, with the bulk of the running time made up of various women cavorting on an enormous spider's rope web rope set. This can't have been at all comfortable. In one scene, Lena is clearly seen sporting a mass of red marks below her knees. In spite of the thrilling-sounding titular elements, Mari's Cookie's tiny plot might as well have been written on one side of the proverbial napkin. Jess attempts to make up for this deficit with his polyamorous, largely female cast, a strangely underutilized Leanna Quigley, charmingly acquiring a Spanish accent in the credits, if not on screen, thank the Lord, as Eliana. Given the impression that she was visiting the set and kindly agreed to put in a couple scenes to help out old friends. The smirking, ever-lovely Michelle Bauer plays her lesbian sheriff, Marja, as the levacious cop stripper Graham she is dressed up to be, and to say the least, she really throws herself into the role. Comely brunette Amber Newman is way ahead in the American acting stakes as Quigley's nymphette daughter Amy, and the striking short-haired Mavi Tendia plays Mari Cookie's first on-screen victim. But, without a doubt, the film belongs to Alina Romay. Jess is evidently just as attracted to his wife's luscious middle-aged body as he was, as he ever was, to the early 70s skinny teenager. And Lena provides an extraordinary wanton performance to match Jess's probing lens. If it is true that between takes this actress was wont to sit on the sidelines quietly knitting, then her abandoned performance here feels all the more remarkable. She snarls and seduces like a rattled courtchin, rejuvenated and just can't keep his camera off her. We are in no doubt that Lena is a mature woman, but more than that, a mature Spanish woman. Her unshaved pussy and ass, her soft belly and erect nipples contrasting with the petite, smooth young body of the American Amber Newman, and the difference is Lena oozes sex and sexuality, and it's an angry, predatory sexuality at that. The film is bookended with two sequences of Lena on the web, the first as she spies and then seduces lovely Mavi Tendia, the last as she works on buxom Anelia Ivars. The last sequence is interesting for the way in which it eludes Mari Cookie's private space, the web-shrouded bedroom in her lair with the very public arena of nightclub. This works well with Jess's slightly delirious approach to time and space, often to be found in the filmmaker's more personal works. How much of this is down to just forgetting or more likely not caring to shoot sufficient establishing and connecting footage is debatable. It certainly doesn't harm a low-budget film when the director can establish a paragraph in which unconnected scenes can be juxtaposed without violating the work's essential style. Script supervisors be damned. So what are we to make of the early one-shot production? Any film that declares itself an outrageous film by Jess Franco is immediately a hostage to fortune, and, as so often, it all comes down to tone. Mari Cookie declares itself immediately as a comedy during its unusual credit sequence, wherein an English accented narrator, later revealed to be the hastily renamed Robert King as Mari's husband Martin, intones, 
once upon a time during the cruel domination of the Netherlands by the Spanish army of Flanders. Flanders. And ends with a shot of the baby Lena wearing bright pink makeup and blowing a raspberry at the camera, a la Kenneth Williams' surprise appearance in the finale of Carry On Follows. Carry On Follow That Camel as the pram occupying baby of lovely Angela Douglas. This means we can dismiss this patently absurd special effect of the full body moving tarantula in which Lena transforms herself into and then be slightly surprised that some moments when Lena's face is video superimposed onto a different spider are oddly effective and mildly disturbing. In terms of flesh on show, Maury Cookie is what the Americans term a hard R. No penetration, but loads of nudity, implied masturbation and cunnilingus. Michelle Barr shows a lot more than might be expected, perhaps harking back to her days acting under the name Pia Snow. And when Amber Newman complains that her husband only wants to fuck her in the ass, Anelia Avars inspects her behind and just gets a good, clear shot of her shaved bottom. Oddly, Mari's only male victim, Chuck, first assistant director Pedro Timbore, is shown suspended, naked from one of the host's giant webs, but his full frontal nudity is also carefully kept just off-screen. If the Spanish cast largely plays it straight, the American actresses are all over the place. It should come as no surprise that a film supported by a magazine devoted to stateside scream queens might risk importing that very American style of filmmaking as typified by such directors as, as David D. Cocteau and Fred Olin Ray. Franco's visual style, even on video, is the very antithesis of this. One is left with the slightly dispiriting feeling that the cast were given no specific direction by Franco, and what's more, were left on their own screen devices. So if uneven is the order of the day, there is still much to recognize and perhaps enjoy. Frank Jess slavishly reporting Lena's ecstatic writhings as much as he had done nearly a quarter century earlier in films such as Shining Sex and Midnight Party, an opening scene that purports to be filmed from inside a recently raped woman's vagina, but that is sufficiently poorly executed as to be computer gibberish. Then there are unique line readings of the British actor playing Mari's husband Martin and a vigorous nightclub act from Anelia Ivars with a horse's tail protruding from her anus. Hey now. Um... So this occasionally funny, often misjudged effort does at least have girl power on its side. Mari Cookie is the central character, and in spite of her levacious, murderous ways, she is also positioned as the film's heroine. Perky Amber Newman features as a sort of Robinesque sidekick, and Michelle Bauer's extravagantly lesbian sheriff is entirely corrupt, but given the line, Don't trust your husband, men are weak and false. Mother Leanna Quigley is the only character to show any moral concern about her little girl, and yet she is sufficiently relaxed to start snogging the sheriff only a couple of beats later. And in response to a question by a rather blousy Anelia Avers, Amy reveals that she and her mother sometimes make out. Ah, plus cha-change, uh, jinx, ah, uh, just... Nevertheless, when they when this mangy quartet comes up against the tarantula, they promptly decide to hand over the reprehensible Martin to her tender mercies and become part of Maury Cookie's spider-esque little coven. And, of course, Lena survives to bite another day. Granted, the film's last line, which on 18 or 19 listings, turns out to be the mangled, The world will hear from me very soon.
a.k.a. Fu Manchu. And this is what virtually destroys the film as a viable entertainment, the simply atrocious dialogue recording. Barely a scene has been properly mic'd, and the crude mix, music mix is sufficiently loud to obscure much as what little there is to be heard. The lack of clarity is often critical when plot points are involved, such as when Queen talks Amy into seducing Mari Cookie for her. Uh, much of it is a much as it is a delight to hear Lena enthusiastically spraying out her dialogue in English. The thrill soon wears off as it becomes clear that the strongly accented Spanish cast are largely unintelligible. Locations: Malaga and Andalusia, southern Spain. Franco. Jess's voice could be heard on the Spanish dialogue track, making infant gurgling noises, apparently from inside the womb. <laughs> wow. Connections. The film is peppered with small references to both Jess's film world. The nightclub is located somewhere that sounds like Antifacastia, as well as his interest in history. Mari Cookie's house is located at 25 Luis Bonel Street, a nod to the celebrated filmmaker whose work influenced the younger Spaniard. Mari Cookie's ancestor is named Dame Maria von Spielberg, while the set design takes us firmly and happily back to the days of the diabolical Dr. Z. So, all right, well, there's the uh, history there of Mari Cookie and the Killer Tarantula. Uh, let's hit a couple of little plugs here before we go into the break. Um, as of this recording, I believe that Kali is going to be joining me for the review portion. Um, that's what's planned, so listen till after the break, and we'll hear if that transpires. Once again, we have uh, seven Blu-rays available for sale. We have Lady Hyde playing on Tubi and Amazon Prime and about ten other stations. We got Mondo Sacramento 2 on Tubi, primary station, and about two other stations and we have Emmanuel in Sin City uh, playing on two stations as well so check those out uh, if you want to donate you can of course to the Red Circle homepage that's the parent page of the Franco Observer podcast the main hosting page you'll see a little link there click it and donate if you like either one time or reoccurring however much I'd appreciate it uh, you can always subscribe we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and about a dozen or so of your other favorite platforms. If you can, leave a rate, rating, uh, review the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Uh, it always brings more eyes and uh, minds to the podcast, so we can always help to get the audience growing, which goes to the next option. Tell a friend. If you like the podcast, if you want to help me out, if you like Desperate Visions Productions, uh, Lady Hyde, Emmanuel in Sin City, Mondo Sacramento 2, any of the other films. Tell people about them. Keeping it to yourself is a terrible thing to do, so tell others if you dig it. That helps me out because my uh, advertising budget is a shiny nickel, and uh, it only goes so far. So if you can, spread the word. Help help old Jason out. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me about the podcast, you can at francoobserver at yahoo.com. If you want to get a hold of me to purchase Blu-rays and uh, want further information, you can at either FrancoObserver at Yahoo.com or DesperateVisions at Yahoo.com. We have a Franco Observer page on Instagram, and we have a Franco Observer podcast page on Facebook. Go ahead and add those, 
and I'm always posting the episodes there as well and uh, you know pictures and other things going on in the daily life of Desperate Visions Productions so alright uh, oh yeah also too we're finishing up production we're on post production on Shino's Feratu that should be out by the end of the year and we're on pre-production on one of the segments of the Amityville Aliens anthology film by Donald Farmer. I have, I'm have i going to be one of the seven directors directing a segment for that. So be on the lookout for that next year of 2024. So, all right, hang out past the break and hear what is going on with Mari Cookie. Buenas noches, Maha. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Hi, this is filmmaker Jason Rudy with Desperate Visions Productions, and I'm here today to talk to you about my Blu-ray releases, all new this year, 2023, from Desperate Visions Productions. This has been a busy year for me as I have put out Lady Hyde on streaming services, Emmanuel in Sin City on streaming channels, and my film from 2013, Mondo Sacramento 2, which is on streaming channels. Lady Hyde is on Tubi and Amazon Prime. Emmanuel in Sin City is on the Reveal Network and a few other streaming channels. And Mondo Sacramento 2 is on Tubi and Momitu. So please check those three titles out and tell others about them. On the Blu-ray front, I am here today to talk to you about the six new releases from Desperate Visions Productions. We have the short films of Jason Rudy, Volume 1, titled Dirty Deeds and Desperate Visions. It has four short films, totaling 117 minutes long, is unrated, and has the special feature of the Creative Process Volume 1 interview by Cameron Cloutier of yours truly, Jason Rudy, talking about my filmography and stories behind the films. On Dirty Deeds and Desperate Visions Volume 1, we have the films Room 412 from 2007, The Last Road to Hell from 2008, Chump Change from 2010, and the Dirty ABC Rhyme from 2016. On the short films of Jason Rudy Volume 2, we have titled Demon Dames and Desperate Visions. We have the films Lady M from 2010, The Hunt for Super Fox from 2014, Simone La Femme de Mon from 2015, and Report 2057 from 2016. That runs approximately 116 minutes, is unrated, and has the special feature of the Creative Process Interview Part 2, which is a continuation um, of the past films and all that good stuff. Also, we have a late-night Nudie Cutie Cinema double feature featuring two films, two Nudie Cutie films from yours truly, uh, titled The Desires of Dawn, and Jason Rudy's Mondo Visions. The Desires of Dawn is from 2014 and runs 66 minutes, unrated, 
and Mondo Visions is from 2016 and runs 65 minutes, and that is unrated. Total running time on that is 131 minutes. It's 1080p, high-definition widescreen, and all discs are AVC encoded and PCM stereo. And these two films each have audio commentary with writer-director Jason Rudy. I give uh, brand new audio commentaries recorded specifically for these Blu-rays. The Desires of Dawn was previously on VHS, uh, excuse me, on DVD. Monovisions had a short theatrical run, but this is the first time anywhere it's on home disc in the United States or worldwide. So yeah, brand new film, so check it out. And we also have, of course, Lady Hyde from 2022. It's unrated, runs 78 minutes, is 1920 by 1080p full HD resolution, AVC encoded, PCM stereo, and that has the special features of audio commentary with writer-director Jason Rudy, theatrical trailer, and a Lady Hyde behind-the-scenes photo gallery. And uh, yeah, it's a good release. All these are region-free, by the way, so if you're listening to this anywhere in the world, they are available to play on your Blu-ray player. There's no region A, B, or C. They're all encoded to be region-free. And finally, the last two discs we have are Emmanuel in Sin City, the uncensored version. A lot of uh, Tubi and Amazon Prime would not take it because of the sexual content, so this is totally uncensored, totally uncut, and was deemed too erotic and extreme for major streaming channels. But you will see it here on Blu-ray. And that has, of course, special featured audio commentary with myself, Jason Rudy, trailer reel, and uh, exclusive behind-the-scenes photos, and more. So that's from 2023, which is the newest film. And finally, uh, the sixth release, which we just put together, is Mondo Sacramento from 2011, I believe. No, sorry, 2012. And that's 63 minutes, unrated. Special features, audio commentary, recorded specifically for... Actually, no, it's the um, the audio commentary that we used for the DVD release of it years ago with uh, actress Boots Trader, who's in the Batgirl segment, and actress Sondal G, who is in the Ricky the Vampire of Sacramento segment. So we have... Uh, and then, of course, with myself as well. So we have writer-director and... Uh, actor commentary on that and then we have uh, a never before seen behind the scenes footage um, that I found for the Batgirl stripper sequence that uh, was pretty cool nobody's ever seen that before so that's a special feature on that and a behind the scenes pictures of the filming and of the premiere of Mondo Sacramento back in 2012 and uh, yeah so that's available all six releases, which is 13 films total, are now released on Blu-ray, and they are sold by myself, the director and producer of the films. If you are interested in picking up any of the Blu-rays, they sell for $20 each, plus shipping and handling if you're ordering them online or anywhere outside of Sacramento. Uh, If you want to have information on that, you can always find me and inquire about purchasing the discs on the Franco Observer page on Instagram. 
the Franco Observer page on Facebook, or you can write me at DesperateVisions at Yahoo.com. That's DesperateVisions at Yahoo.com, which is the Desperate Visions Productions email address. Um, and if you want to purchase all six in one swoop, I will give you a discount, and uh, pretty much the discount you save will pay for the shipping and handling. So, yeah, please support fellow independent cinema. And this is a one-man operation, so I sincerely appreciate your support. So, yeah, once again, Emmanuel in Sin City, Lady Hyde, Mondo Sacramento, the late-night nudie cutie cinema double feature, and the short films of Jason Rudy Volume 1 and Volume 2, all available on Blu-ray, disc, region-free, with lots of special features. So pick them up today. DesperateVisions at Yahoo.com. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at the movies. Alright, we are back with the review portion of episode 148, film 164, Mari Cookie and the Killer Tarantula, an outrageous film by Jess Franco. And somebody who has seen, I guess, 90 now outrageous films by Jess Franco, my guest again this week, the returning queen of Los Angeles, Miss Collie. How are you today, Collie? <laughs> hey, how did you know I'd seen 90? I just read your letterbox review before I, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I actually, I'm, I'm psych. Well, I am, but yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, so yeah, you, you've seen more than me now. Huh? Yeah. I've actually seen a hundred or, uh, 148. So, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and, uh, I know you ranked this five stars on your letterboxed. <laughs> And I ranked it one star, so we'll have a lot to talk about. So that's good. I actually kind of like when we when we have different opinions on things. So all I will say before we start this is my mantra through the whole movie was this movie is so fucking stupid. That's what I kept saying to myself. Like this movie is just so dumb when I was watching it. Fun. I mean, it was a blast. You know, it was like it was okay. The music was amazing. It's like 1998, and so. It's like they discovered Apex Twin, but they're going to like be like ethnic about it or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like Apex Twin, but world music. I don't know. It was it was funny. I don't know. I, it cracked me up. Like I, it was just so weird and kooky. And then, I mean, it was amazing. Lena is a tarantula giving head and and like, OK, did you not love the amazing uh, police interview where she asked her for uh, two moans means, or one moan means yes, two moans means no. And yeah. so she licks her pussy and asks a question and the woman has to go, oh, or oh, oh. <laughs> so that was Amelia Ivars and I watched Tender Flesh yesterday and this today and she's really good in both films. And she's in like 13 Jess Franco films uh, all the way back. Because I looked at her up yesterday. She went all the way back to like uh, Bahia Blanca she's in. She's in uh, 
freaking a bunch of stuff. But yeah, she's really good at this. The in uh, Tenderflesh, I liked more. She was the Amazon of the island that basically uh, gave head to everybody under the table. She beat up people, whipped people, and she's the one that pissed in the uh, pissed in the mixing bowl, which they used to marinate the meat in. Wow. Yeah, she stands by the table and pisses she down into the bowl. Woman, yeah, I was like, wow, she's got no shame, and she's just fucking proud of what she is, and she fucking let it all hang out, literally. Yeah, I mean, that was the line that I quoted was the, the thing about where they walk in and say, you know, oh, I could never do that, where Lena's in this giant web, yeah, giant spider web, and she's, you know, got her tits out and her coochie out, and she's, like, poking her coochie through the big hole in the center in her face, and her Lena's magic tongue is working overtime in this one, just, big time. like, licking all through the the web, and, it, it, and then... She so she keeps seducing women from the audience and she gets a woman up there. And so they're like behind this web, like, you know, fully going for it, like having full on sex in front of a whole pile of room of, of dudes that are like their faces are right there on the other side of the web. And they're just like, oh, like entranced. You can tell they're all hard. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, Lena's all being a spider and she's all witchy and she's got this insane wig on and she's just fully extra and the yeah the cop comes in with, with linnea quickly yeah 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 and, uh, yeah and um who is that woman's mother which is pretty funny i was laughing yeah, i'm like come on dude she's not that old oh <laughs> uh, you just like busted the story because that was the funny part was like she was like the, the the cops like or the, the the first you know the linnea's like you know i could how could you do that all publicly you know and and you know the cops like well you know, I mean, doesn't it look fun? You know, like, wouldn't you, don't you wish you could do it? Or so she's like, no, I would die of shame. She goes, but you'd, you'd, ha- you'd enjoy it though, right? And she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And then she realizes that it's her daughter up there. And that was like the big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I was going to talk about that part a little bit later, but we'll talk about that now. So it's funny. So before that, that girl that Lena was doing that with, before that, she was masturbating uh, by the table and it almost made the list because she didn't masturbate with a C item, but she masturbated next to a Coke bottle. So that was a C item. I was like, hey, it's a Coca-Cola bottle. It was like right next to her. I'm like, come on, use the bottle. But she didn't use the bottle. So I was like. Call that a C for close enough. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm first going to read the little synopsis off the back of the uh, DVD, and then we could talk about stuff on the list and, and what I saw and what you saw and all that good stuff. Uh, so basically the plot of this is someone is kidnapping the affluent citizens of Antifagasta under the watch of sexy Sheriff Marja, played by Michelle Bauer, whose diligent investigation is slowed only by her hearty appetite for the beautiful women of the badly reputed parish. Drawn to the seedy downtown nightclub run by avant-garde punk rock star Tarantula, leader O'May, her list of suspects quickly grows to an odd assortment of colorful characters. Could the culprit be the mysterious Queen Vicious, Anelia Avars, dance hall queen of the docks, or um, Elita's socialite Terry, um, Leanna Quigley, Terry's gorgeous daughter, Amy, Amber Newman, or the never-understated and always-silly Mari Cookie, by Alina Romay again, who always seems to have enough problems of her own. Director Jess Franco takes us on a wild departure from his classic tales of horror and eroticism to a crazy and sexy romp filled with outrageous situations and dialogue without losing the trademark colors and textures that have made him a cinema legend. 
uh, filled with over-the-top performances by an all-star cast, including dual roles by Franco's favorite leading lady, Lena Romay, Mari Cookie, and the killer tarantula is destined to become a overnight cult classic. Uh, that's a little bit pushing it there, but but yeah. So which I actually had more plot than I picked up because I was kind of losing what was going on partly through. I mean, you could see the investigation going through, but like I didn't know if Lena was... Because there's certain parts where she turns into the spider, but then she walks by when the spider's seen. So I'm like, wait, is she turning into the spider or what? There's a few little things that I was kind of like, you know. Yeah, it, it really didn't make much sense because it starts out where, you know, there's the spider and or she where Lena's a full on spider. And right. you know, she's like got a, she's got her man in there who she makes sing or she's going to cut his dick off, which is amazing. And so he sings, oh, pretty boy, like he's a parrot or something. It's so weird. Yeah, and that guy's name is uh, a Chuck Morrison, the character, almost like Jim Morrison, and he was a singer in a band, which I laughed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it starts out with that, where she's, you know, torturing her her little, like, slaves that she keeps in the web. And then she wakes up in a bed, and she's, like, normal Lena, and, her, you know, the woman tending to her is like, oh, you've been having nightmares. So I thought it was, like, some alter ego, but then and she's real, yeah, like that's the, another character that, that I didn't know of either, yeah, with the blonde wig, you know. But actually, way before that, the first so, – so it starts off with 30 seconds of just black screen, which I thought the DVD was messed up. I was like, what the fuck? Is there a problem or something? Because there's like 30 seconds of black screen. And then it goes uh, to the uh, vagina point of view from inside the vagina and the voiceover of about how this woman was giving birth and a spider crawled inside the woman's vagina, and that's what made her half woman, half spider. Okay, I guess oh, I missed that. Yeah, that was the very beginning. They have this voiceover of explaining who Mari or who the tarantula is. They talk about how her pussy was warm and that the spider crawled inside and made the baby yeah. half fucking. And that's why I you mean, see. I just thought she was the avant-garde punk um, uh, legend. Was yeah, I know according <laughs> to the box. Yeah, well, she's a punk rocker, but she never plays music or has a song or nothing. So I don't know how she's a punk rocker. But. Yeah, well, no, she was just like an avant-garde artist or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that was because that was like her performance was when she's, you know, on her web and she's doing her thing. But yeah, no, it starts off with the vagina point of view. You see like a little slit and looking out of it, the camera's behind that little slit and you see the, the voice and stuff. And Franco's doing That's that. That's what that was. Yeah. Like, I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. And so like the first three minutes, 30 seconds, are like totally out of focus. I started laughing. I'm like, well, this is right off the list, right off the bat. You know, it's all fuzzy and out of focus. <laughs> and pretty bad. And yeah, uh, cool headboards, man. You got a lot of check marks in this one. Yeah, big time. And the opening titles, I wrote, wow. You could tell they're like really bad computer generated, like you could do on your PC, like, you know, early I mean, 90s. He, he says straight up, like, this is an outrageous film by just Frank. <laughs> yeah, outrageous. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly proud of it. He's got his real name on there. He's like the music. That's true. Is Franco and Daniel White credits everyone, like, you know, with their proper name. And yeah. And, Le you know, Lena Romay, we have to say happy birthday. Yeah, happy yeah. Birthday. So we were watching Lena Romay and celebrating her with, she, she stars in this movie. Which I was laughing because she would have been 69 today hot yeah so it was a good good uh <laughs> good 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 number for lena um and she does a few 69s yeah, in this so make it to 69 that's a crying shame yeah it is i know it's always sad when i see her smoking in all these films and i'm like oh that's how she died with some you know cancer so i was like ah oh, shit you know 
Oh, she enjoyed her life. That's true. Yeah, yeah, she definitely lived it. (laughs) So the first nudity is, as always, Mark, is six minutes, 20 seconds or so, and you see Lena's ass and her pussy. I've been saying pussy because the last movie I watched, Tender Flesh, Lena kept saying pussy, but I like these last few films because she's speaking English finally in these movies, and she's using her real voice. So she's like, let me see your pussy. Let me see your pussy. <laughs> That's like that French name that they had on Orange is the New Black. Um, yeah, there's there's so much vagina. It, it, there's a lot of pussy lips in this. Yeah. Flailing in the wind. There's a lot of like just flapping around pussy lips in this movie, more than I've ever seen in a Franco film. Like, and it, I guess it's because of aging, you know, they start like dangling after a while when they yeah. get older. So it was kind of funny to see that, just like them just full on shaking out. It's like they're reaching around for you, you know? Yeah, no, and there's there's a lot of Franco zooming into the pussy from the front and from behind. And a lot of it zooming into the close crotch shots, like which he was famous for. So I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, he he's doing a lot of his his trademark touches, the really weird dance scenes on a stripping on stage, like stage show, and and the close up to the crotches. And I mean, he's doing a lot of his yeah, all of his stuff. is on display here. It's yeah. A, I, I, like it's really funny that you once started this because I mean I loved it and then I I did look to like you know my my favorite folks on on Letterbox and they all like you know were like yeah. three and a half bought four star in it like loving it and, and I mean I was actually thinking as I was watching it like. I often say, you know, I didn't love it. It's not something I would really like tell people to, you know, look. And honestly, like, this is one of those movies that like, I'd be like, yeah, you could watch this Fear for His Chest, Franco. That'll give you the gist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crazy to you because it's so over the top and batshit. But that's why I love it. Like, it's, it's, I mean, she's an actual spider, like giving head to other women. And it's magical. It's. It's just, you don't see that anywhere else. Where will you ever see that? That's true. No, yeah. In your life. At least there's original, you know, original concepts and execution and only Lena can pull it off like that, you know? I mean, there's kids. Pull it off. I mean, there was Kiss of the Spider Woman, but this was actually a real spider woman. So it really was. It wasn't just a kiss. Yeah. Well, a kiss on the (laughs) pussy. Yeah, it's a kiss on the pussy. The pussy is plural. So we have Lena's taking the short-haired chick home, and she makes out with her, who I found really attractive. And her name Who's was that? Leona Tarantino. Yeah, I love Try that. Try to start laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tarantino. Just funny. And uh, so she takes her home, and, and then that's where we see the Chuck Morrison singer up in the web, which qualifies as somebody chained up because he's, like, tied up in the web. Wait, you know? what year did, did Tarantino's first films come out? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I don't know. Let me let me look real fast. But I I would say late nineties or mid nineties. Yeah. Maybe so. Definitely, he was already making films by this time. Probably was a nod, like a genuine one. Let's see, Reservoir Dogs. I've never heard him say Tarantino is one of his characters before. So by ninety eight, yeah, he I think he he would have known who he was, and maybe that was Jess's little wink to. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was nineteen ninety two. So yeah, this was definitely after that. So. Yeah, his wink back, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have uh, that scene of her taking the chick and making out with her. And then uh, we have uh, Lena uh, has a limo driver who's into um, a foot fetish. He he sucks ah. Lena's heel of her shoe, which I was laughing at. Yeah, that was so weird. 
monsters. And I liked Lena's monster voiceover, where she kind of talks like this. And yeah, she has yeah. that weird fucking voice, which I thought was pretty Love cool. Love hearing her real voice. You don't get that very often. Yeah, my my um my copy had like a um there was three different tracks. Did yours have three different tracks too? Yeah, yeah, it has like a music only one, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then there was like the um, the overdubbed American one or something, and I kept trying to switch them back and forth to the the normal like original English, um, and the the overdubbed American one, but I couldn't really tell much difference. Sometimes it was clearer for the American for me, and so I was trying to go with that, but then I would kept going back to the original because I wanted to make sure I heard Lena's voice the way it. Yeah, mine has a uh, a European version of the film as one of the extras. I didn't watch that. I just watched the standard U.S. one. I don't know if there was much of a difference or if it was longer or a different vocal track or what it was. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I flipped around. And I didn't see. I didn't hear too much. It was a subtle, subtle, subtle. Okay. But it was yeah, just cool. just... There was like three different, you know, options. You could just listen to the music. I love that. Like they gave you that option that you know there was just the the stem of the music. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, so. Uh, one thing, okay, and they also had the spider. We had a spider eye vision, kind of like a fly. I don't know if spiders can look that way, or if it's flies. I know flies do with the the multiple like eight person thing, but I guess the spider can too. I'm not sure. I just took them for the word on that, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I always thought that all bugs kind of have mental vision, but could I don't be, yeah. Understand how all that works? I don't know, but yeah, it was cool. Just the magic eye, like the. The kaleidoscope glass, gotta love that. Yeah, that 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 was pretty interesting. Was kind of a trademark just thing. He's done that several times. And- yeah, he did that with a few films where you see kind of a kaleidoscope shot, not done from a bug's POV, but just kind of yeah. like more of a trippy kind of a drugged yeah, out, like for his psychedelic drug or whatever, or like you know. Yeah, like Venus and furs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one bad dubbing though, I thought was Lena Number Two's mother. Like the lady dubbing her was really bad. Uh, the, the Lena in the blonde wig, when she's talking to her mother, the lady, and it was like, and then the lady's voice was coming on, like not even matching very well. And which I've been guilty of myself, but it was just funny seeing that. I was like, oof, you know. Yeah. I guess I didn't catch that. I was probably paying too much attention to boobs or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of music, though, I did like the jazz. There was. Uh, I did like the jazz music from the past films. Like he has that kind of which is from playing. The music was so crazy in this. Like I can't get over the music in this. It was like, and I was. I remember like immediately being stunned when it said, you know, music by Jess Franco and Daniel White. I was like, oh, he's like proud. So I wanted to like, and then just all of the music was like what like they were really going for it like this whole thing was scored and it was really really like they put in a lot of work for the music on this one yeah and then one of the tracks was from the last film tender flesh that weird kind of like a guitar and trumpet songs like kind of like a jazz fusion song that was really cool i liked that from the last film and this film he used it again and uh kind of had that kind of a fucking i don't know like an 80s weird trippy jazz sound which i liked and then he does other kind of like acoustic other you know like spanish music and stuff too but yeah it was very yeah but with like breakbeat drums like apex style and like all those like sounds those like those like little apex sounds i don't even know yeah. how to say it. like that was just what it was it was like he was like definitely poaching off of what was going on like you know at the time in 98 i mean that was like like it was like 96 when apex is like 
Richard E. James albums drop. So that was like really hitting by about like 97, 98. And that you can hear that so well in all that. Like you can hear the the influence. It's so funny that he was like poaching all that. I mean, because they were over on that side of the pond and that was what yeah. It's cute. I love it. I don't know. I was really into it. But yeah, but then with like the, you know, his usual signature music, it was like they were fusing the two. And so it was like this like breakbeat jazz fusion. <laughs> yeah, because that one track I think is from like the Red Lips Girls music, the kind of like da 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 He's used that track probably. Nightmares on Wax or something. Yeah, some five or six <laughs> movies he's, he's used that track at least. So but yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then we have, I wrote down um, Anili Avers. Uh, on stage where she has that black thing on her head and she's orally pleasing the cop and then the cop goes down on her uh, and uh, on stage and then she returns a favor while dropping the dime on Lena where she's trying to give her information. You talk about one moan for a yes and she's like talking to her. She's like licking her and stuff, which I thought that was a pretty funny scene where she's like doing that right in the public, you know, so everybody can see. Yeah, I mean, that was genius. That was amazing. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be interviewed by her. Yeah. I want the cop to interrogate me. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I know. And her cop outfit was pretty funny, too. You could see her badge on, like, her jacket. And she wore, like, these little panties around and boots and walking around, you know. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. Um, then we had uh, Lena as the spider, which I thought was pretty funny. He had, like, that prop spider, and then he superimposed Lena's face on the little spider, like a computer-generated effect. Amazing. Yeah, that was... Yeah, pretty trippy. That was still funny. making at its finest right there. That yeah. was special effects, like... You, you just don't see special effects done quite like that. You just don't. <laughs> and then later on, right after that, we go back to the, to the stripper stage again, and Anelia Alvarez is dancing again, but she has a, a horse tail hanging out her uh, ass, which is a weird scene. Why not? Just just a show. Yeah, her just dancing. You see the horse tail hanging out, you know. They don't go into why she's doing it. It just it looks cool. Let's do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you got a horse tail, you might as well shove it up there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, he's going. That's probably one of the other kinks, I'm sure, you know. Uh, I have but, a few of those weird, like, furry things, like uh, foxtail butt plugs and stuff like that from my sex shop days. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I figured that was. I yeah, guys love that. It's really strange. Yeah, I, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, it's kind of awesome, actually. It's like your animals, you know, you can play around. It's It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I say nay, no. Um, but uh, yeah, and then also I was laughing. So he, a lot of these films, he he shows pop icons. Like he'll show a Mick Jagger poster. In the last film, he showed a, a Ramones poster. And in this, in the dressing room, the lady had a Bob Marley poster. And then some, it might have been a a uh, uh, Judas Priest poster, or some some like monster with a guitar. I didn't recognize what that was next to the mirror in the strippers room, but. Yeah. There was a Bob Marley poster and some other rock and roll monster playing a guitar, you know. I'm sure they had clearance for all of those. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Bob Marley's <laughs> estate signed off on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, one scene I thought went really long, which was a scene that we talked about, uh, Lena on the spider web with the lady masturbating by the Coke bottle. Like, I, I didn't know it was in slow motion, and I started fast-forwarding it, and it was, like, moving in real time. So it was like he just shot that so slow of Lena crawling on that web, and and that lady masturbating and then going up to there, which is so, like, extended, you know? And this yeah. is only an 84-minute movie, so I'm sure that took, like, 
I mean, it was clear that he was like kind of using the sex scenes to fill the runtime after a certain point. Like some of it was just kind of going on and on. But at the same time, it was sort of enchanting and entrancing. And like, I mean, Lena was clearly like giving it her all. And I mean, yeah. I love that she's, you know, was she 44 in this or something? And she's just like full on, like, like, or 41, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, was it was nice like, yeah, she's. And, you know, she's full on, like, just as naked as she's ever been and going for it completely. And with all, you know, like, like fully, fully comfortable in her skin and, and like, aware of her sexuality. And, I mean, yeah, she's got wrinkles going on on her eyes, like, you know, intensely. And she's not, like, you know, in her prime anymore. But she has no fucks about it. Not one. She's exactly. like, yeah, this is the good pussy right here. And you want it. And, she, you know, she just owned it. Like, it was so fierce, you know. She's just, like... Like, no, it was like she felt stronger than ever. You know, I, I related to Lena. That's why I love Lena. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Lena looks really cool. I like that that punk rock wig she was wearing her eye makeup and her face yeah Yeah, all of her crazy stuff and it was kind of in a weird way like spidery because it was like you know like yeah have those like kind of fuzzy heads sometimes little like uh, yeah yeah totally great wigs no that that was very cool um then we talked about a little bit uh leanna quigley plays amber newman's mom which i was laughing about that because i mean i guess in theory she probably could be her mom if she was maybe 40 at this time or 30 something well no actually she's too no. young because because no. amber knew amber i would guess was probably early 20s and the other and lena was probably she's just a little girl she's only 15 i'm like girl nobody's boobs are that big when they're <laughs> exactly those boobs were like you know like yeah that's that's not a 15 i mean you know i know some girls develop well and good but i mean those things were like you know kind of hanging well they're fucking they had, implants they too they had a certain age. Oh, is that were they? I yeah, the last movie she was in, you could tell they were implants because you could see yeah. them a little better. Yeah, That's so. why it might have looked agey because it was like 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 the skin was pulling. You know, on yeah. <laughs> like it was a it wasn't no fifteen year old. <laughs> no, but I did going back. I did like her first appearance where she does like this cartwheel flip into the scene when you first see. Oh her. my god! Yeah. She's, oh, look at this! And she comes into like, the scene. Look at this! And she which was pretty funny. I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Because she probably knew how to do that. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Started, but this was pretty funny, and that was pretty funny, and that was pretty funny. And look at that. They did this. And come on. You like yeah, it. no, I know. But all those things don't make a movie. One star. Jeez. Well, I didn't say zero or a half. Yeah. I mean, Lena's bringing it, man. She's, she's gosh. But I will, I will say on this last film and this film, you could see where he was using a diffuser lens, and you could see the black around the the lens when he doesn't zoom out all the way. That was a couple of times I was like, "Oh, come on, Jess, you're better than that, dude." You know, <laughs> a couple of things just like that's like almost some some of those things. I was just like, "That's such rookie moves." He was trying to. I think he knows he's he's kind of and, and to be fair, there's probably the same vibe that Lena has. Like, I'm the good pussy. I mean, I think that you know Jess Franco's like no, like I'm comfortable with the size of my dick right now. Like I've already made a hundred. 50 movies or whatever yeah, right. like this is like just my like i'm just playing now i mean he straight up said an outrageous film by jess franco he's like i he's like i'm just gonna fuck around and have fun i'm just having fun now i've already yeah. proven that i can do it right it's sort of like when you go to school and they teach you how to write and then you 
do it break your the own rules and stuff, break yeah. yeah you got to learn the rules to break them and right. he kind of already has shown yeah i know how to play by the rules and then i you know went wild and made amazing movies not playing by the rules now i'm just gonna break all the fucking rules i have no fucks i'm just gonna have fun this is my one shot like era and i'm just gonna like go for it and have a blast and i'm doing this for it almost seemed like he was doing it for his own like joy and so he's not gonna like worry about getting exactly the right shot you know it's a fucking movie about a killer tarantula right. in his face like he's not trying to you know front like oh this is like you know i'm gonna make this with the proper you know blocking and you know <laughs> it's, it's well not- but if you see the fucking shit around the camera lens that's why i was like oh i did it a couple times that's why i was just like oh that's just i don't it's know like, oh, it's a mood it's a vibe i'm going with it you know yeah I guess warts and all, I guess, you know, that's, that's true. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's where his head's at at this point, you know, it seems like it anyway. That was the, that's what I got it from. Like, he's just, I mean, cause I thought it was fun and he was, everybody was clearly having fun. And so I did too. That was what Including I thought. Seeing the strings on the spider when it comes down, <laughs> which I was laughing about. <laughs> to be fair, like this, there are strings like, like on a spider. It's not like they're flying. Yeah. But they we get lowered down. down. I don't, yeah. Yeah. That's true. But it's just like, <laughs> And also too, there's a scene where Lena's where Lena's doing it with that young girl in the bed toward the end, and then you see the spider's point of view, but then you see Lena on her, and then you see the spider's point of view with the kaleidoscope thing. I was like, wait, if Lena's the spider, why would that kaleidoscope shot be of Lena and her? It should be from see, Lena. See, you're this is why you want to start it because you're overthinking a spider giving head. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you should see it regular. You shouldn't see the spider's POV of the spider. It doesn't make right. sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, at least if you're going to do the rules, was, keep, keep, keep maybe, it. Maybe it was, maybe, maybe that was a continuation of the theme of, of the mom watching. And maybe that was Lena's mom spider watching her daughter. You sound like an alcoholic's wife that like makes, <laughs> makes excuses for her husband beating her. No, I fell into the door. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> um, one thing I was laughing. Not just Franco, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and believe me, I I do, uh, I do like argue away a lot of stuff about Franco, and I'm always no this and that and stuff. But there's certain things, yeah, I'm just you, like, uh, you know. There's one you just weren't having it today. I think it's also because you were in a rush to you just finished this movie, and so you were like slogging, like I got to get through this. And I bet if you'd maybe had a couple drinks and you know just like oh, sat down and enjoyed it. I know we both are sober now. How yeah, fair. yeah the shame of it but well yeah it's you know but but i think like it's 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 meant for what it's meant for i was i literally have a little list of movies that i I put um uh for if i have company over and like i'm playing music but i want like just some cool yeah i'll give you that definitely on the on the screen you know then i have like a little list of movies that i and i put this movie on that little list so that i would remember like i should just play this in the background when you know no which is fair i'll give you that visually it, it was interesting and there was a lot of stuff that you could that's the thing you could put it on and just look at it without yeah, it's attention. a fun party thing i mean you could also yeah. listen to it it'd be a fun party thing but i i think it's just fun it's just meant to be fun it's not yeah 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 you know. What I liked was the uh, sex cocktail where she says it tastes like sex when she was Lena was giving the girl. She goes, oh, I don't drink alcohol. She goes, oh, it's not. And then she drank it. She goes, oh, it tastes like sex, which I thought was <laughs> laughing. And then she says it's made out of uh, monkey's milk, mashed balls, and something else. I didn't catch the other thing, which is almost like 
the sex cocktail, which I was laughing about, or the uh, cocktail special, you know, kind of. Yeah, they really are. In, he's really into the cocktail specials. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was laughing. <laughs> so, you could almost have that be a freaking category on one of your. I mean, please don't add another thing to the list. But I think yeah, that's, it's, yeah. I mean, that it does. There's got to be at least four or five, five. What do you, what would you say? Like, there's several movies where Jess is mixing sex cocktails. Yeah, and especially the last one where the lady where the lady pissed in the bowl and they marinated the steak in it. That was like the sex cocktail. You know, I was like, oh, I was laughing. So one of the parts you didn't see, but there's a part in in, in Tender Flesh where after she after they marinate the meat with the piss, one of the guy eats it. He's like, and he gives us kind of a sour face, like, oh, you know. That's why I was laughing because it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But one line, one line I did like was Lena, and some of the dialogue was funny. I did like the dialogue in it. Uh, Lena talks about the uh, Queen Vicious, the the stripper lady. She called. She says, "You have the most dirty ass in town," which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have the most dirty ass in town. Yeah, love it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and knock out the Franco list real quick. Um, so we have body of water. Yes. You have the pool scene with the ocean in the background. You only seen it once. And when that girl does a cartwheel, that scene, uh, sailboat and boats. No palm trees. Yes. Uh, jungle sound effects. No, but there's plenty of other sound effects. Uh, number six chained up person. I'll say yes, because chained up in the spider webs. She has the people chained up kind of like, you know, they're not chains, but they're stuck in the spider web. So that's the same thing. Uh, dance scenes on stage stripping, most definitely. Club scenes, dancing in a bar. I mean, there's a strip club. There's no people like dancing together, but that's kind of a bar. Nobody's really drinking, drinking Coca-Cola, but that's a partial point on that. Uh, jazz music, yes. Uh, number 10, excessive zooms, yes. Number 11, out of focus shots, most definitely. Uh, number 12, mirror shots. There's a mirror in the uh, her dressing room and one or two. Nothing major. He doesn't shoot through mirrors or glass or anything like he usually does, but that's that's okay. Uh, 13, mind control theme. I'll say no. Uh, 14, magic tongue scenes. Yes. Uh, 15, red light. Yes. In Lena's house, there's this red light shining on the lady when she's as the spider, which was pretty cool. Uh, number 16, cheapskin rug. No. Masturbation with a C item. Well, a lady masturbated next to a Coca-Cola bottle, so it was close, but clo- close, but no cigar. No. Cigar, yeah. <laughs> uh, number seventeen, mad scientist and servant. No. Eighteen, fish tank shots. No. Nineteen, talking parrot. There's no talking parrot, but there's a talking spider. So that's you know. Yeah. Uh, twenty end credits. Things like a parrot. Yeah. Uh, number twenty end credits. Yes or no? Yes. And there's a part where you see. Where like the mouse, uh, we see the little arrow on the screen from the computer for a few seconds, which I was laughing about. <laughs> like, wow, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. Yeah, definitely no fucks left at this point. Exactly. Uh, Twenty-one handwritten notes. No. Twenty-two spiral staircase shot. No. Twenty-three inept cops. Kinda. That lady's kind of doesn't really solve the case because in the end they just kind of give up and join in and I don't know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, when you're interrogating people with your tongue, it's little, yeah. Little uh, twenty-four uh, belly chains, no. But the lady on stage has a belly belt. She had a couple belts on her, like three belts on her when she was stripping, when she was giving the oral to the lady. Yeah, yeah. So that's so I'll I'll, I'll count that. It was pretty, pretty fantastic. 
25 kinks. Yeah, there's uh, foot fetish from the driver. There's voyeurism. There's, uh, I guess, sex with insects. Yeah. Is that counts sex? as bestiality? No. I think yeah. that's, that counts as bestiality. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call it insects. No. <laughs> and uh, that's mostly the thing I was mostly. Uh, 26 great, I'm sorry, yeah, 26 great headboards. This uh, Lena's husband has this uh, rattan, kind of a bamboo-looking headboard on the two beds that are pushed together, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I wrote that I down. There's a lot of rattan in this, which is yeah, like, yeah. of Jess, so I love that. He's got a lot of movies where he's got the rattan out everywhere. Big time. Uh, 27, fear, desire. I'll say desire. Yeah. You think? Well, I mean... Yeah, I'd go with desire. But yeah. I'm surprised that hey, we agreed on it finally. Yeah. I was yeah. scared of the spider. We usually argue about that one. I know. Yeah, not much fear in this one, more desire. Uh, 28, acoustic guitar player, no. 29, reading a book scene, yes. Lena's husband reads a book in bed. I caught that when they had that really funny sex scene, which is totally atypical. And so Yeah, and finally yeah, number 30. Because he asked her to give him a head. Yeah, and she jerked him off, and he came real fast, and then pretended like he was sleeping from taking the sleeping pill, and that was a weird scene. And number thirty, P scene. No, there's no P scene in this film. So, so yeah, that's the uh, top thirty items of the Franco Observer checklist. Yeah, it was kind of amusing when you were talking about fear and desire, like how there was the um, the people in the web, like you know that, that woman originally the hot one that you liked the, the, the beginning and she was caught and there was the guy that was caught in the web and they were just like hanging out there caught in her web, like trapped. And they'd be like yelling, you know, hungry. And, you know, she, Lita would maybe come give them something and, you know, tell them that you know, she threatened them. And, but they never seemed like scared or upset or like they wanted to get away. They were just kind of like, well, this is our life now. Like, cool. You know, and she would kind of like threaten to chop his balls off or threaten to chop his dick off if he didn't sing, but he would just start singing like, cool. You know, yeah. like, this is like, this is life now. And it's kind of, it's kind of wonderful how they just have resigned themselves. to you know, now I, I am part of the spider's web. This is just it. This is how my life goes. Yeah. They're literally so trapped in her web, web no of seduction or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> No one was bummed about it. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't mind being trapped in Lena's web. Which was funny. So this, so this episode we're recording on Lena's 69th birthday. And also today is the 41st anniversary of one of my top five favorite films, Blade Runner. And this film is the furthest thing away from Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's funny. I have both those things in my calendar as well. I love that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's a uh, web runner, but not a Blade Runner, definitely. So you know, but yeah, I've only seen the latest Blade Runner once. I should really, I should think I'll watch that. I watched it again about two months ago, and I really liked it a lot more than I did because first of all, I saw it in the theater. I liked it, but I was like, uh, you know, comparing it too much. And then yeah, years yeah. went by, and I watched it again on my screen, and I really fucking liked it a lot more the second I time. I watched that for like, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely good. So, well, I know you you really like this film. You gave it, we like good films too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, and I gave it one star. I mean, I didn't hate it. I wasn't gave it zero or nothing. But I just of all the Franco films, I mean, it's definitely not my least favorite. It's, from, it's from, pretty you know. close to hate, darling. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not respecting the the magic. I gotta say, you have to give a few more. When you see Lena's magic tongue work that hard, and Lena at her, you know 
age and and all of her glory and all of her just she's got that spirit that indomitable yeah lena was good in it i mean i do i give her credit she was good and and she held the film together that woman yeah so i gave a a half star for lena and a half star for the look that you had one star lena on her birthday blasphemy well i gotta i i gotta you know tell like it is you know i gotta keep it real keep it real (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna be waiting for you that's right (laughs) All right, well, we're under 30 seconds, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Thank you you again for joining me, and we'll talk after this wraps. All right. Cool. All right, well, buenas noches. Buenas noches.